the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. microphone is working. You mean I don't have to sit in my car and do a radio show? Not that I can't do it. We'll pull it off if we have to. But I love having the microphone. And we are on, uh, we're streaming on YouTube. We're on the company, The Face of Book. We're also on, uh, are we on anything else? No? What's that? All right. I can't hear you. But we're back, baby. We're back. And it's important. Stuff going on. Some. I had a phone call today from a 90-year-old listener. That was wonderful and upsetting all at the same time. We'll discuss that. I also want to talk about a little something that's not being reported on. Retail sales fell in December, 1.9%. Now, the reason this is important is because the revenue to the government set yet another record. CNS News, $1 trillion. 51 billion and change the american government made extorted took from american citizens yet the retail sales were down in the season of christmas couple that with consumer debt which was expected to be 16 billion came in at 40 billion dollars and now what does that tell you that tells you that people are using their charge cards to pay their bills not give away gifts for the Christmas season or Hanukkah, but to survive. And that is with the welfare scheme of giving people with kids $300 a month plus per kid. And what I'm trying to advocate is that Bidenomics and the Democrat scheme of an economy is sinking us into quicksand of which we need to pull out of. Period. End of story. I could come on here and point out the obvious that I've been pointing out since Joe Biden decided to assault America with his candidacy. And that is that the man is unfit, both physically, mentally, but more obvious, philosophically unfit to be an American president. He does not have the gravitas, the understanding or the respect for our free market system, which is why. He now understands by destroying it, his power gains. And in there lies the scheme. And that's what we need to discuss. Because if we're going to correct it with these elections, that everyone is so confident we're going to win, in the face of the stealing and the obvious fraud, we're going to have to put people forward that understand inflation is a trick that the Democrats like because it increases their revenue. 
Their taxes are based on revenue. That's all they're focused on. Not your prosperity, not your ability to fight off the Marxism, but on their simple take of your economy. It is crucially important. It is something that you need to understand. And it's the reason when you ask Democrats to help you as you are struggling, they throw welfare at you because it's just another excuse to grab money. Now, we could talk about the the headlines of Newsom trying to prove he's a man rather than what he really is, a connected Nancy Pelosi nephew, not to mention William Randolph first, nephew. He's got that position because of corruption in the Democrat Marxist mafia, not because he earned it. He fought off a challenge to his seat through ballot harvesting and other skullduggery, the way that these Democrat tyrants steal offices. But if we're going to win, and I want to win, I want to win for the 90-year-old man that called me, and at 90 is worried about his 65-year-old kids and 30-year-old grandkids. Because what's happening under this tyrant, this feeble fascist, is American confidence in the future is wavering. And it should. Believe me, it should. Because what you see time in and time out is this feeble fascist has no understanding of the damage he's doing and touting his very failures. So everybody, I heard the news. I heard Joanne Jeanette. Illinois got a billion dollars to fix 2,374 bridges. Why wasn't the why weren't the bridges maintained with the taxes Illinoisans paid through gas taxes and tolls and all the other 85,000 ways we're taxed? What happened to the money you were supposed to use to maintain? And once again, their failure becomes their weapon. So as I listen to this feeble buffoon tout. The failure of the nation in this infrastructure boondoggle of $2 trillion, 1.9. What do you say we round up for slippage, which we know when a Democrat touches anything, that's all you get is slippage and five times the job uh, time that they say it's going to take. After all, Jane Byrne, I mean, the idea that we give these idiots any money after what they did on that atrocity. Well, thank you uh, very much, Mitch. It is, uh, there's a lot of talk about... uh Disappointments and things we haven't gotten done. We're going to get a lot of them done, I might add. Yeah. But this is something we did get done, and it's of enormous consequence to the country. One of the reasons I put Mitch Landrew in charge of uh, implementing the infrastructure bill is because he gets it. He's a former mayor who knows that the real measure of success is not did we score some partisan points. God, he can't even talk. He cannot enunciate the words because the brain isn't working to where the teeth are not working it's ridiculous and he's going to go on i'm going to i I almost want to save you he's going to go on to tell you how he's going to give this money specifically to the democrat mafia states because that's where the real cheese is made huh that's where those guys who turn those bar stools into thimbles who pretend to work all day and write the 30 percent check back to the dnc pretend to be road contractors and cement guys and curb guys instead of what they really are, mafia bagmen. And it's going to go to all the Democrat mafia union sewer states that abscond with the people's money they're supposed to maintain the bridges and roads within the first place. It's did we fix the problem? Did we fix the problem? 
This all You're the problem, the problem, dummy. I ran for president to unite the country. This bipartisan infrastructure law. I ran for president to unite the country. As every one of his policies is challenged by 21 states, and how many are run to the Supreme Court from this fascist moron? You're not uniting anybody at the tip of a spear? Let's see how that works, you idiot. I signed two months ago, unites us around uh, things we all depend on. Whether you're in rural Kentucky or downtown Philadelphia, you should be able to turn on a faucet and drink clean water. Students. Not everything is Flint, Michigan. Not everything is Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan, another area where the political whores for the vast majority of the time were Democrats. And they stole the money from the people, just like they do in Chicago, just like they do in Philadelphia and New York and New Jersey and California with Newsom and his slick back hair. Should, should be able to get the Internet if they needed to do their homework at home instead of having to drive. How many people couldn't get the Internet? I'm so sick of fixing problems no one has. How many people couldn't get the Internet? It's like when they give you the, the, the percentages on the vaccine. Prove it. Show me the people. Show me the data who couldn't get the Internet, you idiot. I do a park, fast food parking lot. People need good jobs. Mitch just told me about the man he met in Jackson, Mississippi. You told him, quote, I don't mind working three jobs. I just don't want one paycheck across all three jobs. Then maybe he wants lower taxes if he's really working. If he's not in on the union scam, where their biggest problem is when to take break for the most part. Not all of them, but the ones that are good know I'm speaking the truth as they get shaken down from business agents and intimidated and held off jobs. Well, clout morons get in. That's what needs to be broken. But in the, in the private sector, the unions can't survive. They need the corrupt Democrat mafia to exist. Can't survive when there's competition. And as for the jobs, how quickly we forget that on a, on, a, on, a, on a Marxist network called MSNBC, a Democrat had to admit the truth yesterday. Well, it's possible, especially if you're talking about real wages, which are negative if you look at these CPI numbers. What I'm concerned about is that, yes, we've seen wage increases, but we've seen wage increases driven by labor shortages. The economy, and this is an important point, hasn't added one single job from the 2019 high watermark. See, if we stop buying their scheme, they're, they're made up, they're phony carnival fortune teller numbers of 17%, 20% of things are coming back. And we focus on the reality to judge this man and this party by pre-government takeover of America. That's what I want you to judge them by. Because now they've got you on your knees. Now you're a battered housewife. And you think a good day is when your husband comes home and doesn't punch you in the face. That is not the standard of life. The standard of life is America, freedom, independence, and liberty. These are all things that none of these Democrats have an understanding for or an idea to repeat. Instead, they're going to talk about how righteous and just they are in stealing your money. You know, we've heard it said, talent is equally distributed, but opportunity is not. When we no, no, no. Opportunity always was. The way it worked is people had the opportunity to have an outcome, not a guaranteed outcome. 
by seizing away the opportunity. That's what the Marxist, the communist, the Soviet guarantees. That's the same utopia speak that overthrew not just countries around the world, but is responsible for 160 million deaths around the world. He's spewing and putting lipstick on Soviet communist propaganda. And it needs to be recognized. And it needs to be stopped. And he needs to be impeached. It's over. Impeach him. Invest in infrastructure. We're really investing in opportunity. These are investments that uh, will build a, a better America. Sounds like hyperbole, but it's real. It's a lie by a liar. Now, I understand we're making a, the, what we just talked about in the economy. Most people won't touch. And I understand the Republicans like old lady face Mitch McConnell, who after all became worth tens, if not hundreds of millions, by simply corrupting our government and his Chinese shipping heiress wife. I understand that. So he can't make that argument. Then make the simple argument, Mitch McConnell, old lady face, that after he was done, he thought he was talking to you. And the reason I asked Mitch McConnell to do this is because he knows how to get things done. So you have to start thinking like the Marxist mafia as they want to forever change a constitutional republic. You know how they say, whatever it takes, because they will always win by hook or crook, because that's how they think. That's how they pay off their crooked labor mafia unions. That's how they keep the game running. It's time we break it. And that's what I want to do. Not for me, for my kids, and for that 90-year-old man who lived a life of honesty, integrity. He made the mistake of living in the sewer of Chicago. And now he's depressed at 90 after living a good life. Because this is the hopelessness and the feudalism this Marxism brings. Each and every time it's tried. 312-642-5600. I'll be back and take your calls. Ironically, over the uh, last year, the communists, the Marxists, the Soviets among us showed you how to break the system. They showed you how to break it. And I wouldn't advocate for the kind of chaos that they're real foot soldiers of terror called Antifa and BLM, and I don't mean Bureau of Land Management, caused throughout our nations by burning and destroying cities. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the destruction, the fast-paced destruction they caused by simply advocating and making politicians defund something they didn't like. They defunded the police. Now, how do you like it in the sewer of Chicago? Because I've got a story we're going to play later that will break your heart if you got one. So we now know how to do it. Now we defund the bureaucracies. We defund the transportation department. Headed up by Pete Buttigieg, the son of a communist, if that wasn't bad enough. But he's never done anything. What's the expertise of Pete Buttigieg? I said before, if I want to get Merlot out of Kashmir, I'll ask Pete Buttigieg. If I want to run a business, I wouldn't ask that moron that he is, that corrupt son of a Soviet moron that he is. You don't ask them for advice. So you defund Department of Transportation. Defund. Oh, OSHA? You want to aggravate all the businesses? We defund OSHA. We defund the EPA. This is how you break them. You defund the IRS. And then, where's the funding for the um, Department of Anti-Justice, also known as the DOJ, to have a military wing? Is that in the funding? You definitely defund that, led by a political apparatchik to communism in Chicago's own mafia member, Merrick Garland. See, you have to learn from how the communists broke the country built on freedom and on liberty and on the rights of you that now you realize you don't have any. 
So you have to support only those politicians, only those, never a party, that run on reestablishing Americanism and defund these bureaucracies of fascism. That's how you do it. All right, let's go to the lines. 312-642-5600. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, I feel good. I got a microphone. I have the internet. I can pull up information. It's fantastic. Not that I didn't enjoy sitting in my car, but this is much better. You did a good job yesterday, I have to say, but I just want to let you know that, you know, I really feel sorry for Biden, I do, because he was a big mouth back in 88, and now he can barely, you know, talk. He should be retired. And you know why you feel sorry? To- you feel sorry for him, Robert, and, and I, 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 this is a good person, so I'm not criticizing you. Good people do what you just did. You give to strangers the integrity and the dignity you walk around with, and you do that because that's how you live your life. Yeah. But to think that you were ever anything but disgusted by the character of somebody who since oh, day one yeah. corrupted our government, he yeah. doesn't deserve your kindness or your grace. No, no, he was I, simply I, I agree with a you. a corrupt political whore. Now he's just one that has dementia, but go ahead. No, no, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I, I agree with you. I don't excuse what his son did. Or what his son is, he's raking in mon- lots of money, and you're, you're seeing grocery shelves empty here at Myers and so forth like that. What they have to do is you get a Republican majority in 22, pass all, get the country, lay the groundwork, get the country going, lay the groundwork for President Trump in 2024. That's what I say, because we, we, we like President Trump, and we want to get him elected. What's your opinion? I think he's too old. I know. I think I, I, I just do. This country needs somebody vibrant. This country needs somebody who has the best qualities of Trump and the best qualities of Madison. We need somebody who maybe we don't know the name of who we need. But what we need is somebody who wants to reestablish freedom, capitalism. And then, by the way, what we definitely need and what I will always advocate is for Trump foreign policy, which mm-hmm. kept us safe, which saved us money. Those were the beauties of Trump. But that being said, what bothers me is that for the only time in American history, you had somebody whose personality was so polarizing. And I don't don't advocate, but I just want you to let me finish. Who was so polarizing that Republicans and Democrats Uh colluded, colluded to fraud the nation. That's why you don't want her. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, take care. See, there's a we give complex answers. But we give thorough answers. And we're not cultists, as you're so accused. And we recognize a wrongdoing. And we know how the Democrat Marxist mafia wants to use a fake, fake insurrection as the Reichstag. And we know exactly who benefits from it. Right, Fourth Reich? You think you, out, you, think you outsmarted me, dimwit Pelosi? You moron Schumer? Or you with the wet socks who thinks he's president, sometimes, for a couple hours a day at least. Jim in Chicago. Oh, hi, Sean. Hi, Jim. I'm all excited about the nurses in California. They're going for single-payer health care there, and they overcame a hurdle yesterday. It looks like they're going to overtake California. They're going to have single-payer health care. Yeah, let's know how that works. If that happens, that that should work through the whole nation. We should finally get single-payer health care. Like Europe and everywhere else in the world that's civilized. Why would you? Why uh, would you? Why would you ask for something that fails? 
I think, Jim, maybe you brought... It works all over the way. I've been to Europe many times, Sean. Many, many times. How could you say it works? I've got got relatives that are stuck in the hellhole of Italy. We have to put money together to bring them over to get surgery. Jim, where does it work? Then why, it, it works everywhere. everywhere. It, works it doesn't everywhere. work you know, anywhere. It is an it absolute failure, which is why, Jim. It'll work in California. It'll work in California. Jim, let me ask you But rather than get in an argument, let me ask you this. If it works, why did the world wait for America for a vaccine? Why did the world turn to America? I mean, if it works, well, it after all, nothing to do with health care. It has to do everything healthcare. to do with health care. It Moderna, stifles Moderna innovation. Is, Jim, you're wrong. Moderna, I went Moderna long. Is, it's I went long, but listen, because I'll I'll clear it up for you. It stifles innovation. It promotes mediocrity. And it's fraud. And that's why there are tour guides to send people from all over the world to the only country that has a health care system. Based in capitalism before it was bastardized. Now, Jim, I don't support what we have in this bastardized Obamacare. But do you even remember what it was like before Obamacare? You know, when it worked and when your your insurance premiums were a quarter of what they are? You remember then, before the, the government decided to help you? 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls. Love this. Song. All right, this is why I love talk radio. I mean, I love it. And I'm not attacking Jim. I'm attacking what he said. It's fascinating to me that people would would, uh, advocate for a failed system. It's just shocking to me. And when the answer is so clear. You know the answer to health care? Number one, recognize that we all die. Nobody gets out alive. Number two, recognize the way you get health care for poor people is through incentivizing the best, not the worst, and not the mediocre. And how do you incentivize? It's very simple. The answer for healthcare is to put private, private hospitals and doctors and the best of the best of the best is to incentivize them through alleviating government extortion. So you tell private hospitals, if you get, if you help people who have no insurance, no way to pay, we will alleviate taxation based on the number of people, whatever the case is. And you allow them to keep their money rather than this idea that government that can do nothing. Government doesn't have money. It just takes it from you and it creates debt. It doesn't have successful people in it. In fact, what it has is charlatans, professional liars who've done nothing. None of them. They don't know how to do anything. The way to a successful country is to have a very, very neutered government. And that's how you fix this country. The reason healthcare is so terrible is because they keep trying to help you. Think of what Obamacare did to insurance and healthcare alone. And I don't just mean the money it made for insurance. I mean the control and the failure. Everything is more. Think about the idea that the rest of the world with all so sophisticated and civilized cannot come up with any innovation. None. If they do, it's by accident, which is why all of the medical innovation, treatments, and cures come from the best hospitals with the best minds because they want to do the best, not just for a simple sense of let me help everybody, but because they want to be the best and make the most. It is the individual aspirations that create the best results, not the best intentions by the most inept. 
But then again, we still have a Democrat party. I guess no one can figure that out. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, how could anybody look at the last year and say government's the answer? And by the way, for that gentleman, one of the largest hospitals in the United States is right over the border in Buffalo, New York, for all of its Canadian customers that pay cash. Don, it's amazing to me how how few people understand the prime minister 12 years ago, 13 years ago, from Canada, went to Mayo Clinic to get his heart done. That Thompson Vacations, I only know this because we share the same name, had an entire scheme of vacations set around people in Europe who had money that wanted to come to America for medical treatment. That single payer, wherever it's implemented, fails miserably. And the last thing American citizens should want is government health care. It is the worst health care you can get. And it is why they have such a mediocrity in, in health care all around Europe. Did you know, Don, just for a knee replacement... In Great Britain, the wait time is six times what it is in America. Six times. Now, if you're an old man with a bad knee, you want to wait a year or you want to go to your doctor and get it fixed on Tuesday? Thank you, Don. I appreciate the call. Sorry, Don. I didn't mean to hang up on you. Verlan on the south side. People like Jim. Well, 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 he might listen. I I cut him off. Who knows what he was going to say? And I didn't mean to cut him off. I, w- I was up, up against the, the bottom of the hour break. But when he, when he, here's the thing. He's probably a wonderful man. But it, it goes to show you, Verlan, repeat a bad idea enough, and good people, people who believe in America, will start to repeat that same talking point. And before you know it, you'll have Obamacare, and the more it fails, the more power you give it. But go ahead. I still think that people like him that have sided with that idea They don't believe in self-sacrifice, and they don't understand that these programs, all of them, no matter how big or small, is a hardship on this country, and whether intentional or or unintentional will lead to the destruction of this country. But but you don't have to sacrifice. You don't have to sacrifice to get the best. In fact, it's the lack of self-sacrifice that creates the best. So I don't. I don't. I don't. What do you mean? I don't have to self-sacrifice. And you don't have to self-sacrifice. No, no. And doctors no, no, no. don't self-sacrifice. And nurses don't self-sacrifice. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you paying more taxes because uh, and contributing to these programs. I'm talking about people need to get off their butt and stop asking government to pay for something that they could pay for themselves. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. No, hey, but, 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 uh, you're right, Verlant. You're 100% right. But here's the problem you have to understand. As it fails and the costs go up, it's not just an obligation to continue to pay for it, which is what we all do. Healthcare for four is 2200 a month. Whether you think your company doesn't pay it or not, it is. It's to do something about it to get the system back to where it works and then re- recognize exactly what you're doing. You're treating finite life. John, Crown Point. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Hey, I just want to say, uh, when I was younger, I got to believe this was in the late 80s, maybe early 90s, but I worked for this company, and we got our health insurance for free (laughs) just for for working. And then I remember we had a meeting, and then uh, this big guy came in, uh, HR, and he goes, well, you're going to have to start paying for your health insurance. And I didn't really, you know, I didn't think about much, much about it, but it's like, Man, you know, yeah. and now everybody's paying up the roof. 
And that's because in the 90s, they started to redistribute redistribute government health care. You remember who was in office in the 90s, don't you? Bill Clinton. And you remember no. the big push? Oh. It was Hillary Healthcare, the Duchess of Chaffington, which Obamacare is based on. And, John, that's why it was set up to fail and raise costs. The other thing you, you, you have to remember is that health care is an interesting topic because the people who demand it's a right are those people who really abuse life the most. Who wants, who wants free health care? Are the people that have, what, obesity problems, who have drug problems, who don't take care of themselves, who want to live on government sustenance? Those are the ones that demand it the most. Why is that? And the reason is they're on an idea that they're entitled to it, that it is a right. The only right you have is life, and you don't have the right to impugn someone else's, even in the name of your own, number one. And if you want to be healthy, then get off your ass and stop looking like Pritzker. There's the answer to your problems. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. There was a uh, Illinois politician couple months ago that said that the people who were at that that time unvaccinated should not be admitted to hospitals that's what it looks like when government's in control of health care i mean i'm all for that i think the people who are scum drug addicts should be thrown in the parking lot rather than treated i don't think they should get their government welfare i think people who eat themselves in the pritzker land should not get health care after all you abuse your fat ass why do i have to pay the cost so I'm all for it. Pritzker land is bad, yeah, but the toilets are big, and they're made by Tonka. There's always an upside to Pritzker land. Um, let's go to uh, Gary in Naperville. Hi, Gary. Hey, thanks for all you're doing, Sean. And I was just laughing. You gave some good examples, but a friend of mine uh, went to Italy because they had the free health care, and he found out it's only good when you're not sick. If you don't need it, he had to come back here <laughs> yeah. uh, because he needs like a knee. I'll I'm tell you like, what. Well, you're saying too. Ab- Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But I don't think the things you're saying also applies beyond health care. You know, it, it applies exactly to so many areas like education, too, where, you know, the bigger the government gets, the more control they get, the more there, there's no competition. There, there's no innovation. And it's just do it one way. And it's terrible. So it, it applies in so many areas. The bigger the government, the smaller the person, the bigger the problems. That's right, Gary. Thank you for the call. Government has two major systemic problems, corruption and failure. Do not invite it into aspects of your life, especially in this country where you have thrived in the past. Turn the, to the answer is in the freedom of the whatever it is, whether it's health care, whether it's education, whether it's your life, in the freedom of it, and incentivize the best people. By alleviating them from the extortion mafia of taxation. Imagine if the best doctors who make the most money were able to keep all of their money instead of paying 50% to Biden so he could give it to his construction pals who turn a stool into a thimble with one squat. Imagine if those doctors kept their money by giving that health care to people who couldn't pay. And you said, you know, Doc, if you treat 100 people a month, that cannot pay you, you don't pay any income tax. Do you think that doctor would work twice as hard? I, I, I can guarantee you he would. And the same for the nurses. And the same for the hospitals. But see, government cannot do that because it needs its hand in your pocket. It needs the ability to lie to your face. 
and tell you how successful they are in the midst of their failure. And that's what we call the American government. And yet here we are, where good people advocate for more government. It's rough times, boy. Rough times. Jeanette, or it's Janet, I'm sorry. St. Charles. Hey. Hi. How you doing? Very good. Why do I feel like we're on a date? Go What's ahead. that? <laughs> go ahead. I, go ahead. Okay. I was just calling. I listened to your show. I enjoy it. I haven't been able to listen to it this week, so I don't know if this has been talked about, but I've seen the Pritzker ad on TV a couple times saying how he's improved Illinois' economy <laughs> since he's been in office. And, he means um, for the contractors to government contracts. It's it's splendid. And he also means for the drug dealers. They're really raking it in. He also means for the carjackers and the looters and the all-around scoundrels. Never been well, better. I have one more question. Go ahead. Yeah, I have one more question, though. Then um, I can't keep track of the name of the program because there's so many that are coming out now. But uh, Illinois and a lot of those states were sent a great deal of money. Um, to for COVID uh, purposes, and yeah. I believe that money has gone to pay off the pension debt that we've uh-huh. had in Illinois, and well, I don't know for a fact, yeah. but I'm wondering. Well, if we had an investigative reporter team, something tells me they would validate your concerns, Janet, and <laughs> you will probably be right, but here's what you have to know, and here's a, a saying that I loved saying whenever I would argue with somebody, history will vindicate you. And I believe that, and I think you're on to something. Thank you very much for the call. James and Schomburg. Hey. Uh, I'm reminded oh, of the road to hell. Can you hear James? I can't hear him. I, I can hear you. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'm reminded of the road to hell being paved with And I know we're being polite to, uh, to Jim about the single payer. But I just wonder if he's ever been at the Secretary of State's office. The State's <laughs> office, where they've got all kinds our IDs and how we have to comply, but they can be closed. Yeah. I, I got a bad connection. I don't know if it's me or him, but J- James, I couldn't agree with you more. And in fact, I'd be, I'd be interested to know if somebody could give me an example of a government bureaucracy that A, works, and B, isn't corrupted. You see, the way that it works in these government bureaucracies is that it's patronage. Simple. It's patronage. It's not just the city of Chicago. It's everywhere there's government. It's why so many people from these wonderful, civilized European nations from around the world all run to freedom and opportunity, or at least they used to. I must admit, when a Democrat moron with wet pants is in office, I don't see the point in leaving your European cultured nation. At least you have good artwork. Uh, Kip, Stillman Valley. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Let's all get right into it. And, and, and listen, they split the baby with the court decision with uh, OSHA. But yeah. the, the, the heroes of through the pandemic and, and, and pooping on, uh, on all the health care people say that you must comply because what? Their money's getting through the Medicare and everything. It's not the federal government's money. It's your and that's money. An interesting, that's an interesting thing to talk about, Kip. Thank you for the call. Look at what the Supreme Court so-called uh, justices, as I call them, pharaohs did. Look at how they protected, protected and ruled 
that if you take government money, you'll comply with government fiat, government dictate, government mandate. That's something to be afraid of. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Government has been up until COVID on a slow growth, like algae, stifling your freedoms and your liberty, our society and our economy. COVID was their greatest asset. And it's during this last year, you you have a glimpse into what collectivism, government-controlled life looks like. The healthcare in, in, industry is something that I am still astonished that we're living through this, and yet we would... To a certain extent, and I don't mean all of us, and I, I'm not beating up on the on the caller. I'm beating up on the idea that the government can provide something. And you, when you really think about it, it's this notion of safety. That's how good people and, and, and uh, the predators among us sell it, is that it's going to be safety and it's going to be great and it's going to be better. Yet here we are in um, the last year and a half of government takeover of a simple virus. One virus. One virus. And you see the corruption in it. You see the lies in it. And you see the total and absolute failure. Well, just by happenstance, I had this news because it's from Chicago. And, you know, nothing is a better example of Chicago government corruption than a news story that points it out and you can't deny it. Chicago is the is the real capital of America when it comes to government Marxist mafia corruption. Every aspect of it. From the Jane Byrne exchange, that's just that's just a funny story, let alone what goes on every day. So during this testing, COVID testing, I always had that question. Who owns the company? Who's invested? And who's in control of hiring and paying? And all of these tests, we now have Joe Biden and the Democrats. Just now, it's a billion. Well, what was it since the beginning? What was it since the beginning? Who's making the money? And what is the, the test Accuracy. Now, we know from early on it was not accurate at all. We just forgot about it, and now we think it is accurate? I, I'm curious to know. Well, luckily, there must be a small percentage of investigators out there that are good people, and they want to know the same thing. Can you make it so I could hear the clip? All right. We're going to uh, we're going to effort to get the uh, board up. In the meantime, let me take some of your calls on this. Nick Rockford, Mister Thompson. Yes. Sir. Let me say I'm a first time caller, first time listener, and I absolutely love that you're speaking the truth. Oh, thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. Now, here's the good news: you can't find me on YouTube because I've been seized. Took the whole thing. Well, you can still find that's me on okay, podcast because I can still hear you on radio. Wonderful. Thank you, Nick. Fantastic. Well, I, I, I jotted down a couple of notes. First, men used to be men, okay? Back in the day, they provided for their family. They took care of their family. Now it's like it's a shift that they all want to be a government prodigy. They all want the government 
to hand them something and do something for them. You know what? Stand on your own two feet. Yeah. Do what a man does. Provide for your family. Because I'm scared for my son. Because he's going to be bombarded with this uh, bull crap. With socialism. You and, and, you know, it's an interesting point you make, Nick. But I want to I want to point something out to you. In When the Bolsheviks took over Russia, Russia was a thriving mm-hmm. country. It had some failings, just like every country. They were Absolutely. 10% of the population. But they were the key 10%. They had won elections. When the Nazis took over Germany, they all spewed that same sense of making things a utopia. If only you turned over certain properties of your life to the government. So this is and those were men. Those were men, too. So I think it's it's a it's 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 a timing issue and it's a sales pitch issue. It's something that Americans were lucky to be protected from. And now that we've been exposed to it, I think they are falling for it, as I don't want to condemn everybody who regurgitates a talking point just because they didn't think through it. But I do agree with you for the most part. And in particular, the the greatest failed states. One quick point. Uh So let me get your opinion on this. How is it that the the number of COVID cases are increasing exponentially? Is it because that people who have gotten the quote-unquote vaccine, which is not a real vaccine because it doesn't stop transmission, is it because there's more people getting tested who have already have covid more and more times well i think it's because i think it's because you're dealing with a virus that was whether designed or by nature and i'm giving myself so i don't get thrown off again well, another, another venue but whether, whatever the case is it mutates it mutates and it changes and that they call it variants but it's doing okay. um what you know what you could argue it is supposed to do depending on how you think it came about and it is mutating, and that 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 is why it is expanding, and that is why today you have more infected by 500,000 than you had a year ago today. The good yeah. news is you, you have less deaths. So the, the good news is it looks like it's peaking. It looks like um, that 99.5% survival rate will get bumped up to 99.8, and it looks like we'll be able to um, manage the actual virus. Will we be able to manage the freedom, liberty, and prosperity we gave away in the name of a false sense of safety. That is another thing. But something tells me, Nick, just from listening. Time will tell. And something tells me your kid's going to be okay because you are the father. And that is the example he needs to see. And you sound like you're setting the right example. Thank you, Nick Rockford, for listening. I truly appreciate it. Let's go to Rich in his car while Bunny hits the right button. Hi, Rich. Rich, you there? John, how are you? Very good, buddy. I'm good. Can you hear me? I can. Go right ahead. Oh, there you go. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Go great, great show as always. Thank you. I uh, was listening to you a little earlier, and you were talking about, uh, you know, questioning why is it that people, uh, you know, are choosing, you know, this garbage that is being foisted upon them. And it's just, I just think that, you know, over the we've been dealt so much over the last two years in, in a lot of cases, people, they're just de- getting desperate. And they're just they're continuing to look for any way that they can to provide for their family. And, you know, and that's a that's a human thing. Uh, but and it's you know, the, the the Democrats are just absolute masters at at the class envy game. And it's just it's couple so that couple uh, that with the that, other talent they have is to fail and then insist the solution 
is more control. It's really something, and it's remarkable. The problem I have is it's not supposed to work yep. among Americans, and it's working. Rich, I appreciate you holding on. I appreciate you calling and listening. And I want to talk about this COVID testing that we were talking about. I've got some real questions about the tests, about who provides them, and about, by the way, what the hell are we paying for them? You ordered a billion just now. How much have we already paid? What's the accuracy? And why in the hell did you shut down a major, major provider? Tonight, a controversial COVID testing chain is temporarily closing. It comes amid a federal investigation and mounting complaints. WGN's Kelly Davis live outside the Center for COVID Control with details on this recent development. Kelly. Ray and Micah, the Center for COVID Control is a national chain with more than 300 testing sites across the country. It was started here locally, and there are about 30 in the... So now I want you to think about this. Since the beginning of the the COVID, it's been two years. But since the testing, how long has it been? All of a sudden, a national chain? We got a national chain? Well, how'd that pop up? Who owns that? You know, Nancy Pelosi's son, he's involved in five companies under federal investigation. Is there a Pelosi? Is there a Pritzker? Something tells me it's a Democrat with a P. City of Chicago, this is one of them right behind me. It is closed for the night and will stay closed for the next week. They are all shut down through Saturday, September, or excuse me, Saturday, January 22nd. I haven't gotten my test results. Ruth Evans went to this free COVID testing site on the north side, expecting results in two days. He said 48 hours. So it's been longer than that. The site is affiliated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three days is longer than 48 hours, and a week is even longer than that. And that's what government health care looks like right there. There's another example. Here's another one from Canada, very civilized Canada. And even in their charity that is somewhat thought of to be very successful. In the Ronald McDonald House treating kids with leukemia, four-year-old with leukemia. He's being evicted. You know Why? The four-year-old doesn't have the vaccine, or his parents don't, so they're evicting him. So what we're doing is protecting the safety of everybody in the house? No, right? you're not, because a vaccinated person can still get it and transmit it. That's right, and so what we're trying to do is reduce the risks to the entire That doesn't make sense. Your conscience is serious. It does make sense. They're protecting the favored. They're protecting the willing slave. They're protecting whatever they pick, whoever they pick, their favorite. See, that's the other thing about government health care. You know how it really works in Italy and London, England, all over Europe? You know how it really works? If you're connected to a politician, if you bribe a politician, you move up on the list. Chicago calls it business as usual. But that's how it works when government's in charge of anything. Now we're going to go to one of somebody who's been holding on, and for the for the sake of his call, I'm going to call him Captain Obvious. I believe he goes by Stephen. Stephen, how are you? <laughs> hey, Sean, can you hear me? Okay, I can. Thanks for taking my call, man. Uh, quick question for you: You've mentioned on previous shows that certain, I believe, it's construction jobs in the city of Chicago that are under ten thousand dollars. Those bills are not looked maintenance, at for something. Maintenance for the Chicago schools. So if you are a uh, plumber and you get a call in a toilet's clogged and you put a bill, they don't, they, it, the authority that hires you, if it's under $10,000, they don't have to submit it for review. They can write you a check. So gotcha. I grew up with a kid who's dead now, and I'm the king of, he was, you know, he was a dear friend of mine and a real scumbag, and he uh, had a scam going. 
And he would pour the liquid plumber down there and he'd give a bill for whatever it was and they'd pay him. And you know how he got the bill? Because somebody he knew was in charge of it. And that's business as usual. And that happens and when you, in every school over right. and over and over again. And that's how you can have 28000 tuition for these kids you see on the news that can't read a paper or write their name without looking at a license. But go ahead. Right. So, yeah, anyways, I was wondering because I guess it's not completely related then to what I'm seeing at the corner of Lake Cook Road and Buffalo Grove Road in Buffalo Grove in the northwest suburbs. There has been a construction project for approximately three years to fix one intersection, and I'm convinced that it's a racket. I don't know what type, but I'm just wondering if there's any sort of, you know, similarities between the skullduggery going on in Chicago and if it's somehow leaking its way. And I know that the answer is yes. You kept it obvious. It's it's the Democrat mafia. This is how they operate wherever they're in control. And then do yourself. You really want to get sick? To quote Joe Biden, go to www.google and Google construction settlements with the state of Illinois for fraud. (laughs) Just Google it, Stephen. I want you to read up. And then I want you to watch in this billion dollars that the Democrat mafia is celebrating that the state of Illinois is getting for infrastructure. I want you to realize how many of those companies that have already been caught cheating the people get the jobs again. Thank you, Stephen. Yep. Welcome Thanks, to Sean. the Soviet U- Utopia, Illinois. We'll be back after this. Yes, yes, yes. There was a time I had all kinds of jobs. Did you know that, Bunny? I mean, all kinds of jobs. South Water Market. Worked in two unions. Worked for an excavator. Yeah, I was all around. I worked my whole life. I worked for everything. Started out, I was supposed to be a bricklayer. Got involved with that. I did everything. Then I went to the Mercantile Exchange. And uh, that changed everything. But there was a time I was very familiar with the Chicago way. How you doing? Hey, Vito. How you doing? You got the contract? I give a little something back. John in Oak Park. Hey, man. How are you? John, I love you. I Thank love you. you. Thank you. But you are just wrong on your subject matter, man. All right. How so? I mean, I, I'm in the contracting world. I bid the work competitively. Lowest qualified bid gets the job. The things you're talking about, things getting delayed, it's a scam, it's a scam. It's not right. Well, then explain Jane I, Byrne to me. Jane Byrne? The, the ramp. I, I you know, the one it, that took longer than the, yeah. the, 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 the expressway? Jane Byrne Interchange, the one that took longer than the English Channel railroad system? The, I, where, I agree. Where they dug it's, under a, it? it's, a, it's an S-show, yeah. but... There's permitting issues, design issues. It's not. How about the, the guy with the How about the guy with the orange trucks who had to write a check at court for thirteen million? He pulled out his checkbook and wrote it for you know pay, making the pavement just a little skinnier than it was supposed to be. So he got the job again next year. What about that? Yeah, that happens. There's some bad eggs out there, but you're right. What about What about the chubby him? kid with the cones and the curb company that you never knew his name and now all you see are eight thousand trucks? What about that guy? You're right. There's a all scam right. on some of that stuff. It's not. It doesn't exist the way that. What about eight billion? Way. What about eight billion dollars at O'Hare? You can't find a straight board or a urinal that sticks <laughs> sticks to the wall. What about I'm that? Not, hey, I'm not arguing what you're saying. All I'm telling you is the work I'm involved with that's publicly funded. Oh, sure, there's we'll wonderful guys. We get I got it. a friend of mine yeah. does the cleaning. He's a wonderful guy in the whole nine yards, and ultimately, three times a year, he gets shaken down by some fat ass drunk alderman. So if you're telling me that doesn't exist, John, the then you got to have. Then you must have a lot of clout. I have zero clout. I'm just right. telling you that it's not. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Carry on. Just trying to educate. No, you. I love it. I love it. And I hope to think it's honest. I really do. 
and you're calling it, from it, a park it, and you're listening honest to the show. It's more honest than back in your day. It's definitely more honest now. We're held yeah. to a standard. We do our job. You know, it's 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 not. Everyone asks me, "Hey, you're in construction. You must uh, have to pay to play." It, it's not like that anymore. All right, it's not. Well, it could be that the guy who's are you now. Let me ask you this: Are you a sub? Are you hired by another contractor? With no, contract? no. I, I I work directly. I do not choose to do state work with the state of Illinois. I choose not to do business in Chicago. I work as a prime. Oh well, and, that's totally different. Then you're not who I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about the Guido Sarducci's that get the contract time in and time out and have to settle every no. five years. I'm not talking about John and Oak Park. You're an honest guy. You know which end of a hammer is. I'm talking about the business agent for the laborers union that couldn't grab a hammer by the right end. I'm talking about that guy. They, you they, know they, who I'm talking about. They've done a about. lot. Oh, I do. I do. I do. I mean, we used okay. to get shaken down in my family business, but they, they've actually been a lot better. I've had to sign my hand, Good. you know. Gun to head. I had a sign, but they've been a lot better. So because we I mean, need we need owners like you that when those guys walk in, you slap them in the ear till they can't taste or walk straight. Thank you very much, John. Appreciate the call, but I refuse to believe that uh, it's all cleaned up. I just don't believe it. Uh, let's go to uh, Trish on the north side. Hey, Trish is on the south side. Happy New Year. Thank you, Trish. I was yes. I'm calling. I wanted to know the name of that edgy jab me song you played. This is a, this is a father, Trish. If you have YouTube, go on and watch this dummy at at Dallas City Council meeting. He not only does the rap, which will embarrass the hell out of his kids for six generations, he dances in scrubs. It's just something to see, Trish. And in your honor, on the South Side, that was Misty, not me. I am going to play the Vax rap song. This is not a parody, although it should be, in Dallas City Council meeting. Vaccinate! You gonna get corona from Mona! Don't vaccinate! Don't wait! Don't hesitate! You gotta vaccinate in a lone shot state! Vaccination is so great! Vaccinate me all day long! Vaccinate your daddy and mom! Vaccinate my body! Vaccinate me at the party! I vaccine dream! I love the vaccine all day long! I want to vaccinate your mom! I wanna stick it in your arm! Easy, Omar, easy. Where Family are you? Show. I want to vaccinate you, but you can't hear my song. Vaccinate me in my thong. Vaccination, right or vaccinate wrong. Dr. Thong. Fauci, give me that algae. I want it in my body. Yes. Vaccinate me to go to the party. That's government Omar rhythm. Omar is back. Vaccinate me white or black. Vaccinate you. Vaccinate who? Vaccinate you all day long. Vaccinate your dad and mom. Vaccinate me in my thong. Vaccinate the mayor. I am a vaccination player. What can I say? I'm the real round sayer. Prime time, nine and nine. On the ground, all the time. I blow your mind. I spit the rhyme. I commit the crime. I'm always on time because I'm nine and nine. I a and I grind a shot and I blow your mind. One more time. Vaccinate your mind. Vaccinate your body. Vaccinate your life. Even vaccinate your party. I love y'all. Peace. God bless. That might be a side effect. That might be an unlisted side effect of the vaccine. You moron. Yeah, let's listen to those guys. There's a pro-government insurance guy. We'll be back, and I've got a surprise for you at 535. Friday, look at Bonnie, huh? You know what, Bonnie? You've inspired me. I'm driving across to Miami tomorrow. In the meantime, let's talk about Illinois. Let's talk about helping Illinois. You know, we've got a North Korean story, and I was just thinking, has anyone seen Kim Jong-un and Pritzker in the same place at the same time? Could be one big ruse. They got the same physique. Trust fund babies. 
never worked a day in their life, and they're destroying the lives of everyone in their area. There's a cure for that. In my opinion, I've picked who I'm supporting, Gary Rabine, because he's not a politician. He's a businessman. Although he's made a bad business decision in my mind, I'd rather have him buy a house on the water so you can make some money. But in the meantime, Gary's going to run for governor. Gary Rabine, how are you, my friend? Hey, Sean, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Sure, and you haven't reconsidered buying a house in Vanderbilt Beach versus trying to convince Democrats to vote for you. I could definitely buy a house with what this is costing me, right? But uh, oh. no, I believe that Illinois is worth saving, brother. And I want All right, to I love it. I love back it. Here. You're going to be coming back when we win this thing. All right. I love it. I still got real estate holdings I can't get out of for one reason or another. So I'm hoping for I'm pulling for you. I'm supporting you. I, on the national, not national, but on our little local show, I support Gary Rabine and no other. Well, I appreciate it. But I don't know if you've seen what's going on with this the Supreme Court decision yesterday. And it's been, it's been an exciting couple of days for me because I was myself and the, the CEO of Job Creators Network put that lawsuit together. And we won yesterday, and it's a big, it's it's a it's a great time in America when we actually win one. So now, are you concerned with the fact that they were able to split the baby, for lack of a better phrase? And um, well, of course, yeah, yeah. You know the Medicare, yeah, Medicaid. I mean, what hospitals don't receive government cheese at this stage of the game? As you know, people don't talk about it, but after Obamacare, how many private hospitals went out of business? You know, I'm from Melrose Park. They lost a, a, a hospital. They're down to one. They had two. Um, you know, now people are used to the, the Obamacare failure, and you've got every health care institution in these Democrat-run states, such as Illinois, and they all receive it. So in, in those institutions, all of those good nurses, all of those doctors, you know, the ones with the med- medical degrees that still don't want to take the vaccine, they're all going to have to bend knee to the tyranny while some of us get to be free. And is that how society is supposed to be run in America? Absolutely not, Sean. And you know what? I hope uh, great health care... Uh, talent goes elsewhere or they, they come to work for people like us because now we don't have to be the vaccine police in our businesses at this point. Now, right. we know that th- that this president and his not-so-mini-me, our, our governor, our failed governor, J.B. Pritzker, had a meeting about the same time this was being heard a week ago. And, and in that meeting, after that meeting, our, our, our failed governor decided that he was going to use the Labor Department to basically write the same law. Now, he has since held back on that he's, he's put the brakes on that and hopefully he's smart enough to keep the brakes on it because it'll be a bad move on his part where where is pritzker on the uh i mean i have to tell you the truth i you know how i feel i i i, I left and uh, i'm going to stay out until this is over where is he on on turning businesses into his enforcement agents on vaccine passports pritzker i mean well he, yeah so he he wants it so he, he actually wanted he actually talked about the, the, the day this thing was going on in, in the Supreme Court, Biden and he met. It was it was in the news, right? He was on the, in, the, in the Tribune, I think, had a picture of them together, whatever. And again, he, he wants to be like Biden. He, you know, he, he believes he's going to be the next president of our country. So he's, he's just mimicking everything his his boss, his boss is about. And, and really, I, I really I picture him. He is the not so many me of yeah. Biden. And, and again, we, we got to you know, when he, when he mimics everything he's doing and doesn't doesn't go against all the stupidity. Um, they're, I mean, they're one timer to another, they're they're in, in the same in the same camp, right? So, so Gary, anyway, he, he wants he wants that he wanted that mandate for businesses, small businesses, and and now it's not there, and it's a beautiful thing. So, in a state that last election cycle elected Democrats in suburbs that were once considered Republican, 
in a state that took Mike Madigan's hand puppet as the new speaker, somebody who has worked hand in glove in the in the Democrat mafia, that has corrupted ComEd, that has legitimized a rate increase so ComEd could pay back the penalty from its corruption and still hold power over the state. And the citizens put mustard on it and ate it like a Gene and Jude's hot dog. Why are you optimistic to think that these citizens that, that eat all this corruption up and beg for more, why do you think they're ready to turn to a Republican or somebody who's not in the mafia? So I believe we've, we've come to a tipping point. Our, our murders, as you know, highest in the country. We're, we were, we were uh, only five times as much as New York City, if you, if you go by per capita. Five times. And New York City is no safe haven, as you know, right? No, our no. our, our 122,000 people left our state last year, right? 122,000. Pritzker, our, our, our failed governor, is, is the poster child for the, the realtor of the year for the surrounding states, right? Careful and, now. And, and again, Some of us pay tuition with the money we make because of his stupidity. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Well, again, so when you think of that, right, we, we, look, at, we look at what we're doing to our schools, education. Mothers, mothers, fathers, and grandparents are sick of what's going on in our schools. I believe they've gone too far. I, I, I've talked to so many Democrats, and I'm actually going to an event right now in Sideouts in, in, in Island Lake for a big event there. i got to tell you, lots of Democrats are showing up to the stuff I'm going to, and lots of Democrats realize they're not socialists. They're Democrats who actually love the country, actually love education, and actually, actually respect policing, right? So I believe they've gone too far. The, the left is the Socialist Party has stolen the Democratic Party, and we got to welcome the Democrats in open arms that love our country, lo, you know, want want good schools, love safety, and love jobs. We got to welcome them all to the Republican Party and the Raybine the, the, the Raybine campaign, Raybine for Governor campaign. So I have to talk to you just as a minute, as a businessman, not not a guy running for governor. And I'm glad you are. Believe me, I am because I still have family that cannot afford the move and all the rest of that. As a businessman. In the event you lose, how many businessmen like you are going to say, at this point, I'm not in the scheme of the Democrat mafia contracts and the rest of it? And it's not worth it for me to pay massive increases in both my penalty for earning in income tax and the corruption systemic tax of real estate taxes and move out. I am amazed that there are still honest business people that tolerate it. And I'm wondering, in the event that this Morphodite should win again, don't you think that there will be a mass exodus of honest business people, independent employers such as yourself? Unfortunately, you're exactly right. Okay. Here's the deal. My businesses are very, very strong in our industries. We have to be. If we're not more productive, we don't, if we don't deliver higher quality and we're not more productive than, our, than, than the companies we can compete against across the country, we don't survive because our overhead and our costs are, are, are 14, 50% more than our competition. So we win because we, be, we, we become very innovative and all that. That's great. But we can take our profits, we can make more money and have less liability going somewhere else. Like I tell you, I've got friends of mine across the state. Now, I've, I've been involved in a bunch of different you know, small business leadership organizations, including Job Creators Network and many others. I've got to tell you, I've got friends of mine. I'll give you one example. I've got a friend with a couple thousand employees in a town of about 5,000 people, all right? And he would save 10 to $12 million a year if he moved, and the move will cost him about that much money, okay? But after <laughs> that, he, he, he saves that every year, okay? But he, he's such a great guy, and he's such a great family, he doesn't want to ruin that town. But he will ruin and decimate this small town, and it's sickening to think that the, the poor guy is staying here with more risk to stay there, right, with, with viability of going out of business because he he's got higher cost and overhead, right? 
but he, he's, he's going to leave if I don't win or somebody like me doesn't win. Unfortunately, there's nobody else like me in the race. I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn. There's plenty of great business people with economic minds in our state. Just nobody's stepping up. The no, people but are there stepping is... up right now are, no, are it... politicians. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you because you, 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 this is not the time to be modest. There's only one, one that built a business of success. You were not left a trust fund. You do not have buttery soft hands. Your grandfather was not a swindler. You earned your money. You made your money. Didn't you have to leave college to take over the business? No, actually, I never went to college. I, 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 didn't, I, I really uh, wasn't college bound. I didn't feel I was college material. My dad told me I wasn't. So I, 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 I agreed with him, and I, I started work out of, out of high school with the goal of having a paving company. You know, I started paving driveways, steel coating driveways out of high school. That's what I did in high school. And so... Uh, I knew I could do it, and I and I was blessed that I you know make I, I did much better than my friends who went to college and didn't didn't come out with anything they wanted to do in many cases, right? Yeah. Do you know what that is called, Gary? The American dream. Pardon? That's the American dream. Yeah, I, the American dream wasn't so that immigrants could come here and their kids could make other people rich by paying a hundred thousand dollars a year to pretend they were educated the whole time graduating and becoming communists and Marxists. So to me, as far as I'm concerned, you're the pick of the litter. You have my absolute and total support. I know there are other people running, and we're going to give them a venue to come on and, and, and impress me. But right now, you're the only guy I support, and you're the only hope, as far as I'm concerned, that Illinois has. Because it takes somebody who built a business, who understands the importance and the responsibility of capitalism and money to the individual versus this collectivist utopia that fat slobs and others continue to sell us as they corrupt our institutions and destroy our states and quality of life. So I want to thank you for coming. Well, it, and let me tell you, I appreciate that. And let me tell you, I'm a little bit of an oddball in that I'm, very, I'm, a, I'm a crazy entrepreneur. I love building businesses. I built over three dozen companies here in Illinois, and, and some of them didn't survive, right? We've yeah. got 13 companies today. we sold companies and killed companies. But bottom line is we've never been, went to claim bankruptcy. We've always, we've always done the, the right thing. But here, here's the difference. In the 13 companies we have, we're spread across different industries. We know that the weight of regulation in Illinois, how it's smothering small businesses, because we can feel it in all these different industries. So we know better than anybody else, and I know exactly the regulatory environment, how it's, how it's piled up over the last 15 years. And we're going to go back and look at every single new regulation 15 years, get back to average of the country, and, and, and we're going to win in Illinois again. In your career, you built how many businesses? Do you, I, did I hear you right? How well, I, 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 start, I started over three dozen companies. We went back and counted. The last, the last 20 years, over 30, the first, the first 20 years, you know, a few. Wow. But bottom line is, we, uh, you know, just, I just love starting businesses. I love partnering with great yeah. entrepreneurs and mentoring, oh. uh, mentoring entrepreneurs. So that's what I've done. Yeah. You're up against the guy who ate three dozen cream puffs. So I hope to God you win for the sake of the American and for the sake of the Illinoisan. I wish you the best of luck. And in the meantime... You know, have plan B. Buy yourself a nice house on the water. We'll walk in the morning and smoke cigars. You'll love it. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. There's no plan B. We're going after it, buddy. Love it. That's a guy. There you are. Gary Rabine. Go and support him. Gary, you still there? Yes, RabineforGovernor.com. That's what I wanted. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls after this. It's not just about the money, honey. Although it matters. It absolutely matters. And if the money and the destruction of your quality of life and the promises of more taxation and less opportunity are not enough, there's something else the Illinois Democrat moron delivers. And that's mayhem. Everywhere they touch, chaos 
and mayhem. And who is protected under Democrat rule? Is it the victim or is it the predator? Mine never be okay. They took my sister from me. Derricka Patrick's family is inseparable. The youngest of five girls with just one little brother, the five living siblings are realizing somehow they're going to have to live without Derricka. They brought my sister back. Wednesday night, the 29-year-old mother, four months pregnant with her second child, was in her car in front of her house at 74th and Vincennes on the city. And she was killed. Was it just yesterday? A father with a four-year-old in the backseat shot in the head. Then there's the bystander who tried to help in what is called now just Thursday night. Developing this morning, Chicago police say a man was shot last night while trying to help a woman being robbed on the north side. Eric Rung is live in Magnolia Glen with more. Eric? Good morning. Chicago police telling us that this happened around 10 o'clock last night. Both the man that was shot as well as the woman that was robbed are expected to be okay. And the predator that did both will be okay too. Because if they catch him, he has the protection of the Marxist mafia and Kim Fox. But that's what the Illinois and that's what the Chicagoan wants. After all, that's what you continue to elect. You continue to elect the scourge Democrat who delivers this kind of failure for a 100 years. And yet he's never had more job security. And in there lies the problem. You saw it when Democrats swept Congress in Illinois as they gerrymandered and made it impossible for Republicans. I don't know. You better get off your ass and do something. Or just put on one of those hammer and sickle hats and join the party. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It is a multi, hundreds of billions, trillions, ultimately, when the American empire makes another lie, another mistake, another failure. Nobody represents that more than Joe Biden, who has been wrong for 50 years on any foreign policy. I mean, it's amazing to me, but Democrats aren't particularly sticklers for accuracy, or for right answers. In fact, it's within the failure is their strength. When Donald Trump won, one of the first things he wanted to do was quiet down that North Korean Pritzker. Yes, he did. He wanted to take Kim Jong-un, give him a box of cream puffs, and shut his big fat ass up. And he did. And he never got credit for it. Never. In fact, he was heckled for it. Well, here we are, a year into Biden failure. One year. The chaos is almost unimaginable. You pick a direction. Pick a direction. And if they don't own the crackhead Hunter Biden, 
They're loving the Biden administration for its failure. North Korea is back at firing missiles, and they're not uh, too particular where they go. But they got an idea where they ultimately want them to go. Jake Sullivan is the national security excuse minister who gets up there with his little boy side part and his little big Brooks Brothers suit and tells you a bunch of nonsense. But when someone is living in South Korea, they're really nervous because they understand what kind of a prison camp North Korea is. And they understand what the idea of a dictator who's run out of cream puffs and gets a little moody could look like for them. Uh, I think you are aware of that uh, North Korea fired another missile yesterday and uh, North Korea continues to fire missiles. Are we just watching and uh, condemning on this and does the United States have any uh, contemplating any actions? What we are doing now? You're right. There was a, a, another uh, launch uh, yesterday, which we have assessed to be of a ballistic nature. Uh, we're continuing to co- consult with our allies and partners and with the international community about uh, best steps forward. Um, yeah. And that's what the excuse minister for the Biden administration is going to say. Absolutely word salad of nothing. And we hope he doesn't create damage. That's what the foreign policy of Joe Robinette Dimwit has been for 50 years, and now he doesn't even know it anymore. I wanted to bring on our guest to discuss, because, you know, I have to tell you, we talked last time, and I absolutely loved it, and I've been reading so much of your stuff, Jeff Mordock, at the Washington Times. You have released something um, on this, and I wanted to bring you on. Uh, how much, wh- how, how spicy is it going to get between North Korea and the Biden administration, in your opinion? I think very, because I don't think North Korea takes it seriously. I think they see what they're doing with Russia and the Ukraine, and I think they know that they can play with the Biden administration and get what they want. So when Kim Jong-un, as I like to call him, fires off all of these rockets, as he did prior to the Trump administration, as he draws all of this attention, is he, in essence, acting, as I think, as a liaison for the communist Chinese with the blessing of the Chinese to um to agitate American foreign policy and distract. Uh, absolutely, I, I think you're you're absolutely right on that. I think um, I think he's working hand in hand with the Chinese. I think the goal is to disrupt America. I think the goal is to embarrass America, and I think what they're doing is they're. Um, I think there, it's a lot of saber rattling, and um, it's creating some chaos on multiple foreign policy fronts. Now, as we know from many books and some scandal and the laptop from Hunter Biden, the Biden family has massive investments that are partnered with the Chinese communists. So how is this now, this, this, this shell of a man, going to do anything to make the threat to America stop when the real agitator owns the Biden family and the Biden investment schemes? Please. Well, the thing, though, with China is that we've had multiple opportunities across multiple administrations. I, I do hear what you're saying about the Biden administration in their ties to the, the Biden family and their ties to China. But even the Trump administration with COVID, I mean, we have not seen any kind of, you know, come up. The things, whether it's lying to, to the World Health Organization 
uh, not letting inspectors. It's amazing how much stuff China's gotten away with, I think, across multiple administrations where there's been no consequences whatsoever. There's always been something else that thrives when, um, and I'm sorry, I, I know I, I put you on the spot. You're a reporter, and I always put that little cherry on the Sunday by pointing out the vast majority of failure is under the tutelage of Democrats. And there are Republicans that make the same mistakes. And then here's a bipartisan fail. The Taliban. The Taliban thrives all for but a small three-year snippet in history. Did I read this headline correct? And I'm hoping you now took a job with The Onion. Did the U.S. provide $308 million in aid to Afghanistan and the Taliban government? They did. Uh, that is correct. They, you know, the, the administration is saying that um, that they're providing it directly to non-government organizations, and the non-government organizations will. Uh, this is the administration saying this will, you know, undercut the Taliban and give it to the people who need it. But we again, we've heard that across multiple administrations, and when the Taliban was in charge twenty years ago, I think it was was eighty eighty five percent. I forget the it was in that range of aid sent to help poor Afghanistans ended up getting seized by the Taliban. And we see no difference. We see, despite what they're trying to say, we see no evidence that they've changed. I mean, you have to remember, Jeff, you're talking to a guy from Chicago. So this is very similar to how programs work here in Chicago. Once it goes to the Democrats, about 15 percent actually gets to the people. The Taliban just is dressed a little funny. Aside from that, what happens if this happens once again with the three hundred and eight million, I mean, if you listen to, to the Biden uh, administration say that they are going to collaborate with our foreign allies lockstep, no matter what the failure is, whether it's North Korea, whether it's the Taliban. Um, do you not think the American people are going to get irritated by this or will Democrats remain Democrat? Will Republicans remain Republicans? Or is this type of failure something that all citizens can unite on? In your opinion, I, I think I'd like to believe that something all citizens can unite on. I mean, one of the ways you can look at this money is it's the Biden administration paying to clean up their own mess. Because, but for this disastrous withdrawal, of some of these problems would have, with a stable Afghan government, some of these problems would have been avoided. And now, with the Taliban in charge, and uh, you've got a government teetering towards economic collapse, humanitarian crisis. This money is more needed than ever because they're trying to clean up the the mess that they created. That being said, I think it's something that because I think everything is just so politicized and everything falls on party lines and even things that shouldn't be politicized. I don't see this as an issue people are going to rally around. Really? I just don't. That's that's disheartening. I was hoping maybe they would think of something creative like offering to buy back the $83 billion we left in equipment or something, you know, where, where maybe the American people could get a win. But that's not really something we're going to get under a Biden administration. You also reported Biden goes nuclear on the filibuster. The hypocrisy Mm -hmm. in this, as just 15 years ago, the Democrats, all of the the same ones that are still in leadership, as you know, they don't have a big rotation at the top in the Democrat Party, all accuse the Bush administration of fascism, dictatorship, and destroying the American Constitution. Why do you think that they are now, um, they still have support among their supporters. They're all for this by hook or crook method of destroying the constitutionality of the Senate and of Congress. Why do you think that they um, aren't getting a pushback among their own people the way I think it should be? 
because they're so desperate for a win. They are so there's been no win under the Biden. Everything that they've wanted to, to achieve, they haven't been able to do. He ran on getting COVID under control. That's been a mess. He ran on getting the econ on, on a surging economy. That's been a mess. He got the bipartisan infrastructure bill only because it was watered down. He Build Back Better is a complete. They're not even talking about Build Back Better anymore. Has anybody noticed that? You don't even hear the administration talk about Build Back Better anymore. That was a failure. Now voting rights is a failure. They are so desperate for a win that they're willing at this point to do anything, whatever they can. Cheat, as you said, by hook or by crook. Cheat, whatever they need to do to get that win because they know that a bloodbath is coming in 20 at the, in the midterms and they have nothing to run on. There's nothing for them to counter it. And I think that they, this is, this is why they're doing this. They need a win. Wasn't the tell in, in, in how, how afraid they are in the fact that they were willing to try to nationalize a staple of America, which is the power of the state legislatures to be in control of state elections it was circumvented in the year 2020 it in my opinion it led it paved the way for some scandal now that they um have their back against the wall they are now accusing republicans of being the worst actors in the democrat legacy party i'm seeing even reporters in your arena not you know in, in that have always been lockstep propagandists for the democrats start to ask questions isn't this kind of a silver lining we should be excited about well we sh- well, i i, I want to make two points here first to your first point about signs that they're scared in my mind the biggest sign that the democrats are scared is look at joe biden's first two speeches of 2022 the january 6th speech and the voting rights speech they were the most fiery rhetoric aggressive angry speeches he's ever made and uh, to me, it shows he knows he's under pressure to get something done. He's under pressure from his progressive base to appease them because he's afraid they're going to abandon him if Bernie Sanders decides to run again and free him. He knows those speeches to me. He's trying to set the tone, and that tone is for 2022, and that tone is angry and nasty. And I think there's not a greater sign that he's scared than looking at those two speeches in totality. See, I'm, I'm, I'm now, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in Florida. We're surrounded by old people, and every time I'm in a Panera, they're screaming about the soup or they are confused as to how to get home. So I just chalk that up into being 80-year-old and confused. But I like your, your take on it, as I always do, because you are Jeff Mordock, and you are a Washington or White House correspondent for the Washington Times, and I love reading your stuff. Please keep it up. You give me hope and the silver lining you always point out. So thank you very much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. Always love to come on. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. You know, I think the hardest thing to get used to, oh, there's so many hard things. Like, for instance, losing. I can't stand losing. Can't tolerate the lies. But the embarrassment that Joe Biden is, it's it's embarrassing. I mean, it is humiliating. It's embarrassing. We've got a... A leader of this country, and I, I, don't, I, I don't even like using that word. What a usurper in the most powerful office in the country and in the world. Who's an embarrassment? An embarrassment, a failure, a fraud. How do you distract attention from this kind of failure? The answer is simple. War. Now you're supposed to play the music. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Well, here's, um, here's what it is good for. It's good for shoring up support for an embarrassment. 
they try to blindfold you with the flag. Patriotism. So now there's a concerted effort, in my opinion. This is stage two of us going into a war to distract attention from the greatest failure ever to hold the office. And that's saying something. We got some real doozies. But Joe Biden takes the cake, and he's going to distract the nation and try to distract the failures and the corruption in his administration. And he's going to do it by how he's been stoking hatred for Trump, how the Democrats have been stoking, stoking hatred for Trump. He's going to do it by taking on rootin' tootin' Putin and the Russians. As you all have heard us say many times, uh, we are concerned that the Russian government is preparing for an invasion in Ukraine that may result in widespread human rights violations and war crimes should diplomacy fail to meet their objectives. I want to say something, human rights violations. What are human rights violations? I think what the American government has done to American citizens since we all learned about the word COVID is a human rights violation. I'm I'm dead serious. See, because I... Never wanted welfare cheese or PPP loans or any of the other BS. I watched his family and friends, acquaintances, and strangers were put out of business, were humbled, were placed under house arrest. That is a human right violation. Mandates are a human right violation, especially when it talks about changing the chemical makeup of your body or forcing yourself to put it in. Aside of your opinion, it is the violation of liberty. And now we're given lectures. You know what else is a human right violation? To bankrupt the future. To misappropriate trillions and trillions of dollars. The Biden administration is no one to lecture anybody on human right violations. As part of its plans, Russia is laying the groundwork to have the option of fabricating a pretext for invasion. And we've seen this before. We saw this before leading up to 2014, just to note. Uh, include- Are you talking about Crimea? Are you talking about with you, the guy you used to make excuses for? The, the one with the, the, the big wife? Are you talking about Obama and Crimea and Russia? Or are you talking about going to Ukraine with military presence? Because I think you're crazy. Including through sabotage activities and information operations by accusing Ukraine of preparing an imminent attack against Russian forces in eastern Ukraine uh, and the Russian military plans to begin these activities several weeks before a military invasion, which could begin between mid-January and mid-February. Again, we saw this playbook before. Where's Code Pink? Where's all the anti-interventionists? Where's all the Democrats? Because you know you're going to get support of the Republicans. Oh, you talk about war, baby. You could shore up some Republican support. See you in Ukraine soon. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. You don't fool me, Pippi Lystocking, and I still don't believe your hair is red either. Chuck Dullivan. Hey, I want to tell you something that happened, and people really don't understand. You know, they, they never let uh, uh, Trump be friends with the Soviet Union. You know, back years ago, uh, a price per 100 pounds of milk was $27. And when Biden started screwing around back when Obama was there, it dropped down to nine. It put farmers in Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin out of business because they stopped buying cheese and they stopped buying milk from us. Yep. The Russia did. Russia. Yeah. And, and a, a completely disturbed, just like Jimmy Carter devastated uh, everybody uh, with, with corn and soybeans when he told the Soviets, oh, well, if you don't want to come to my Olympics, 
well, then that's okay. Well, you just can't. You, we, you, we, our grain contracts are off, and yeah. soybeans drop from fifteen down to three dollars. And what you're really are destroying our farmers. What you're really articulating is the moronic policy of sanctions. Anyway, the country that you're trying yeah. to harm simply circumvents your sanctions and buys the product through another country that may in yes, fact they did. They bought it from Canada. They bought it from Argentina. Sanctions are a self-inflicted wound that American politicians of both parties continue to perpetrate on the American people while telling them that it's working. And you're exactly right. And, Chuck, the problem is um, most people don't care because there's a a foosball game on it. Well, I'll tell you what. There's going to be a point in time where farmers ain't going to feed anybody anymore. We're going to take a freaking snow day. Well, I like that because I could... I could call you and you drive down to me what I need. Thank you, Chuck and Dullivan. You know I appreciate it. Kevin in Austin, Texas. Hey, Sean. We, we, we've seen uh, the Biden administration implode this week. He's got the, four, uh, what, 40-year high in inflation. Mm-hmm. His, uh, his election thing imploded. Uh, the filibuster thing that he wanted to do just went away. I mean, just on so many fronts, he's imploding. And I think everybody knows that, but what... You know, Margaret Thatcher used to say, first you got to win the argument, then win the election. we got to start coming up with solutions to that. I know you had the guy who loves uh, school, cho- school uh, choice on a while ago, and he's fantastic. It's those types of solutions. you got to find people within, you know, Kevin, talk about that. I hate the fact that we're up but, against the clock because I want to bring something up to you, and we're going to save it for next week. Okay. It's, it, it, it's being sold as a win for us in the worst week. I'm focused on the amount of no, money. No, it's not a win for us. It's they lost. No, no, no I understand. But, but, but here's the other thing. They have recouped more money in the last month and a half than the government's ever made in history. The, the people are turning to them for the cure. So they're gaining power over the direction. Sometimes it may look like a loss when it's actually a win if your goal is to seize absolute power and money. Thank you, Kevin, for the call. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We'll be back. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now on with the show. All right. So let's start with the good. I had a crazy, crazy. It really worked a lot. And did you ever have one of those nights where you can't sleep? And I'm like, all right, maybe I'll work out a little bit. And then that's like the worst thing in the world you could do because, you know, you really can't sleep because your pulse is going and all the rest of it. So I wanted to watch I wanted to watch a movie. So as I'm watching a movie, I, I'm searching through all of the channels. And I stumble upon Night Shift. It's an old movie. And it has Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton. I don't know when the last time you saw it is. But I stayed up till 3.30 in the morning watching this, laughing, and it was fantastic. I highly, highly recommend an oldie, Night Shift. Then for the new one, I, uh, you know, my, I, I've got all the streaming things, right? You get the package and Disney Plus and all the rest of it. Well, Disney Plus released the movie that they spent, I don't know, how many millions and tens and hundreds, who, who the hell knows, called The, uh, the uh, Eternals. I got through about eight minutes of the dumbest movie ever. It is a pothole. Do not waste your time. It is ridiculous. I cannot believe what passes for entertainment. All that computer CGI nonsense. It's ridiculous. So now, I want you to tell me a good movie, number one, because I'm not going to watch sports 
I'm not. And I'm not going to watch propagandists for the Marxist mafia and their Sunday take and all the rest of it. I want to watch a good documentary. So I want a movie and I want a good documentary because I did not watch hardly anything this week. I really worked a lot. And uh, I give you Night Shift. You give me a good one. Let's go to Susan in Northbrook. Hi. Hi, Sean. Hi. My movie is Mr. Six. It's a Chinese movie about a gangster whose uh, ne'er-do-well son gets in trouble with one of these rich kid gangs, and uh, he gets kidnapped, and Mr. Six has to figure out how to raise the ransom money. All right. I, you know, I'm a little down on the Chinese connection. I feel like every time I, I watch it, I feel like every time I watch it, Hunter Biden gets another rock of crack, and LeBron James gets another shoe deal. So I don't know if I'm a... But all right, give I'll... it a shot. Give it a shot. I'll it's more it about shot. the regular people and uh, kind of uh, the regular gangsters and the rich kids uh, born of the CCP. Okay, well, I'm going to uh, give it a shot because, you know, I want to give it a shot for the good people stuck in China. And by the way, yeah, even if are. it's subtitled and it's in a wrong language, it'll be better than the Eternals. Don't ever waste your time. Do you have a documentary? Um, the, bus- the Babushkas of Chernobyl. This is about these old women who returned to their villages in Chernobyl after the disaster. And they live there all the time. And many of them have outlived their friends who went to the cities or wherever they were put. Really? Okay, because you're sure they're old. Because, you know, under Soviet rule, under Marxism, you age terribly. You sure they weren't like 30? They could have been 35. Yeah. I remember the old Soviet Union videos. They didn't look like they look now. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate it. Everyone looked like Michelle Obama in gray. John in his car. Hey. Hey, Sean. How are you, brother? I'm doing okay. How are you? Very good. What do you got for me? Highlander 2. Now, you're telling me this is going to beat Highlander 1? It's better to burn out than fade away. You can't remake that. Is it good? <laughs> well, uh, well, it's okay, but the, the reason I picked it is because it's an allegory to what's happening now with COVID. Oh, all right. And it's, it's, is it, 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 does it have the same character as a Highlander? Yeah. yeah there all could right. be only one, but they made two movies. <laughs> I love it. it. There's some protective shell over the earth that they made to protect everyone, and they yeah. don't need it anymore. But the people who put it up there have an interest in keeping it up there, blah, 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 blah. All right, I love it. Thank you, John. Documentaries? It should be a documentary. Idiocracy should oh, be no. considered. Yeah, that's what we're really living. I mean, my God, can you believe what we're living through? Thank you, John. I appreciate it. I'm going to maybe watch both, but I'm going to definitely do Highlander, too. Nick in Kenosha. Hey, Sean, how are you? Very good, Nick. Um, so uh, my movie is um, uh, Monsters and Mazes. I have not heard it, of it. It's a very uh, early Tom Hanks movie, probably one of his first roles. Um, but uh, it was during the, the scare of Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. where parents thought uh, their their kids couldn't differentiate between the two, so... He kind of goes crazy and starts killing people. Tom Hanks? Or stabbing people. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Really? You know, I'm one of those people that I I have friends like they can't separate the 
moron from the actor. I can do that. I really don't care what uh, Robert De Niro thinks about anything. Just shut up and act. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel about actors. And when it comes to Tom Hanks, <laughs> I have to admit, I like him in almost everything. I feel that way about yeah, Clooney. Absolutely. I even feel that way about Alec Baldwin. And I know that's probably an atrocity. I'm going to lose listeners. But, uh, you know, to me, I there's something about people that are so empty, they can morph into other people that I really don't care what their political philosophies are, and I'd rather watch them sing and dance. What do you think, Nick? Absolutely, 100%. All right, I'm going to watch Sometimes, uh, Sometimes they go too far, and then I'm just boycotting them. But Sometimes they, they definitely go too far. Like, you know, for instance, Alec Baldwin killed more people than anybody at the January 6th insurrection, aside from the Capitol Police. Thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate it. You didn't think we could sneak that in there. You were wrong. We got it in. If you want to participate in the show, We've got one segment left. I cannot believe how fast it's going. But I figured I'd give you the day off. Do you really want to hear the drunk party girl from the 80s, half a billionaire Nancy Pelosi, talk about anything? I feel about her the same way I feel about Robert De Niro. I really don't care what you have to say. Just act. Okay, dummy? Mike and Elmer, you hang on. We're going to get to you. But I have to go to break. If you want to be there, 312-642-5600 after this. He's leaving. It's Gladys Knight minus the Pippers at the Um I just found out Betty White was in Toy Story 4, which I did not see. I am a huge Betty White fan. I'm also going to do a little Toy Story 4. Mike in Elmhurst. Hey, Sean. What's going on, brother? Not much, brother. How are you? I'm, I'm well. So I got, uh, I, I got a documentary for you. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of the Bezos I, Prime. but uh, I, I actually love I, Amazon Prime. I don't like the owner. Okay. But I do like the yeah, fact he's I, with that gold-digging rat. Go ahead. But uh, all right, so uh, it's called Once a Marine. It's a documentary uh, about these uh, infantry Marines from First Battalion, Six Marines in Afghanistan. Kind of follows them through their experiences in combat. So it's all first-hand footage, and then uh, kind of shows them coming home and uh, how they adjust to you know civilian life. Another one is uh, Combat Obscura. That's on Amazon Prime as well. Kind of the same thing, different unit, but it shows you know firsthand combat footage and how these guys are adjusting to you know. I got to go visit my father on Sunday, and he's a Marine from 1959. I'm going to uh, bring that up there, and I'm going to watch that. So I appreciate it. Hey, it's it's great. So I, I think your dad would really like it. Make sure you tell your dad I say Semper Fi. And if you if you know anybody that needs any concrete work done in the northwest suburbs, make sure you call Swilly Concrete. We'll get it done. Mike, you got it. Swilly Concrete. I love it. Thank you, Mike. Mary Joe. I love that name. Hi, Mary Joe. You do. Yeah, hi. You know, I don't have a documentary because I've been focused on World War One uh, documentaries for the past six months. But a very funny movie, and you have to watch it more than once. It's an Irish movie called The Commitment. I love it, and I have seen it more than it, once, and it is great. It's the funniest movie I laugh all the way through. I love it, Mary Jo. next week with a good documentary. I love it. Thank you very much, Mary right. Jo. Bye. Bye. I love that. Bill, Northside. Hi, Bill. Hello. Hi, Bill. Oh, can you hear me? Uh, hello, Mr. Thompson. How are you? Been waiting to do that. I love it. Thank uh, you very much. You love it. All right, go hello, ahead. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Every time I hear that, it cracks me up. That <laughs> Thank awesome. you very much. Um, what, do you, what do you got? That, that, you know, great, great movie that um, I watched with a good friend of mine. Um, 
we're just all both both feeling kind of down. Uh, great American movie, uh, Bridge Too Far. Who's and in it? The, the, it's uh, who's in it is who's who. Really, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, who? I love him. Uh, you, you um, seriously, uh, uh, Bridge Too Far. I mean, every, uh, Anthony Hopkins, uh, uh, Sean Connery. Um, uh, also, on and on. Um, and it's um, and it's about the the, the the fight that we made uh, the, towards the, the bridge in Market Garden in World War Two. It's an incredible. But Anthony Hopkins is he just steals the show. Oh, he's the best. But you know, I, I I love him in everything he did. But when he was in Edge with Alec Baldwin, and he kept saying, "Well, one man great. can do, another one can do." I tell you what. I love everything he does, yeah. but I am going to watch this, and I haven't, so I want to thank you for giving that to me. I appreciate but, it, Bill. And real quick, yeah. i got to keep going here. Uh, Ryan O'Neill, Michael Caine, uh, Lawrence Olivier. Um, it goes on and on. There's so many. It, it, it's All so in this movie. It's amazing. All, All right. in the bridge too far. Yep. 1977. You got me, Bill. Man, check it out. Thank you. Stay All safe. Right, Mr. Don't Thompson. walk your dog. All right, Mr. Thompson. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kim Naperville. Hey, Sean, I love the uh, the night shift uh, pick. Some great lines in there. Yes. Barney Rubble, what an actor. <laughs> yes. yes, it's great. It is great. Thank you. Uh, uh, there's another uh, really uh, irreverent and politically incorrect funny comedy, uh, Johnny Dangerously. Have you ever seen that one? The Bastages. I love it. Yeah. love Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> and yeah. it's funny because uh, Joe Piscopo is very big down here. He's prancing around the East Coast. He's got comedy shows and everything else. So, yeah, he goes back and forth from New York to the East Coast. And he is phenomenal in that. I absolutely love it. And then uh, Lou Albano, the wrestler. Isn't it? Thank you, yeah. Mr. Acavano. I've said that one, more than once. Thank you very much, Kim. I appreciate it. Oh, I hung up on Kim. Sorry, Kim, but we only got 38 seconds. Johnny, in his car. Hey, son. Yes. Okay, I've got like three movies tied for number one. Hurry up, because we got twenty-five seconds. You, Go. Have you seen Michael Clayton? Yes, excellent. Okay, so the red, the murder conspiring redhead in that movie. Yeah. Uh, every time I see Je- Jen Saki, I think of her. John, I love it. I don't be mad at me. I got ten seconds, and you were going to say Searching for Superman. Great documentary. Have a great weekend. Don't listen to these Marxists, and remember. We win in the end. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.